This is Dorel Lalia, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast, episode 94. Hey, 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 look, you're not in the real estate business. You're in the relationship business. Welcome back to the Before the Millions podcast. My name is Dore Olalia. I'm a former financial professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Every week, entrepreneurs and millionaires have strategic conversations on this show to help you design and build your lifestyle business through real estate. For the BTM tribe, this is kind of a special place. As such, new listeners tend to binge content. So you've been warned. Let's get started. Hey, what's up? What's going on, BTM Tribe? We back, back for another installment of the Before the Millions podcast. Guys, I am thrilled for this episode. We're creeping up on 100 episodes, and I'm starting to kind of think about what episode 100 is going to have in store for us, and I'll kind of ponder that for the next few days and weeks. But the other day, I had a profound moment in one of my masterminds. And I actually am fortunate enough to have these profound moments all the time. But I had a very profound moment in one of my masterminds. And as I was explaining to a member of my mastermind, what my primary two products are for Before the Millions, my educational platform, he was kind of confused. And through his confusion, we had a lengthy conversation about my products and what I had going on. And we came to the conclusion that I have not been very clear in my marketing. And he was like, well, maybe to you what you're saying is clear, but to me, what you're saying is not clear. And I was just like, man, that's that's interesting. So I went back through some of the marketing material that I have, including my website. And I was just like, wow, there's some things that I need to clear up. And it's like my mastermind officially launched, like as of the release of this episode, my mastermind has officially launched yesterday. So here's the deal. I love systems. I love building systems and then I love teaching systems. So I've talked about on this podcast many times how I use real estate as a vehicle for other things, right? For education, for give back, for my family, for my wealth, for my health. And what intrigued me about real estate was the system or the systems, because there's a variety of systems that you can use. And we study a ton of systems on the show. I mean, that's primarily what we're doing. If if some of you haven't thought about maybe the process that we go through, we're studying somebody's system. There can be three fixers and flippers on one show and they could all have completely different systems. So I love, 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 love learning new systems for every little thing that I do. I love it to have a process. So my workshop is a system. It's an eight-week workshop that is teaching you a real estate system my real estate system, how I get deals and how I make 5, 10, 15K on the deals that I don't want. That's the system that my workshop teaches you. So after eight weeks, you are going to have my system as your system. And also in those eight weeks, our goal is to get one, at least one investment property or one transaction done. But our goal is to get one property under contract so that you exit my eight-week workshop, having a full-fledged system that can produce for you investment income time and time again by you implementing that system, but has already produced for you that first one out of the gate. So that once you're ready to face the real world, you have a portfolio, you have that first one, and you have a system to acquire more property. That is my system. That is my eight-week workshop. All the other things that go into that, there's a ton of benefits. There's a ton of things that come in that, right? But that is the overall system in a nutshell. 
And if you want to learn all those benefits and everything that goes in that, including the fact that I'm getting ready to start a partnership program with my clients, guys. So let's talk about first-time investors no longer needing to have to worry about where the money's going to come from for their deals, which is their biggest problem. <laughs> so guys, go over, check out my workshop now. If you are a first-time investor, you don't have your first investment property, or you don't have your real estate system, check out my workshop. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash workshop. Now, because I do work with my clients, and again, you become a client once you've gone through my workshop or once you enroll in my workshop, you are now a client. And I only work with a few clients at a time because I literally give my clients all of my time. Like that is what I spend most of my days doing is teaching and talking to my clients. So I could only work with a few people. With that being said, there is an application process. You do have to apply and you will be interviewed. And I select the individuals that I think are a good fit to work with me. So that's that system. And that system breaks off into some other things that, quite frankly, I may never talk about on this show because it's only available for clients. Going back to having my clients as partners and us doing deals together and a bunch of other things, right? But that's that in a nutshell. My only other product, my second product is my mastermind. (laughs) And here's what was pointed out to me by a member of my mastermind was that my message hasn't been clear. I've often stated, and it's even on the website where it was on the website up until five minutes ago, but I've often stated that you have to be an experienced investor to be a part of my mastermind. Although I've added some context, some clarity to what I mean by this or what I've meant by this in the past, I don't think I've done a good job of portraying what it actually means. So I've actually completely eliminated that whole line from my website. And in place of you must be an experienced investor and having a few deals done or a few transactions done, this is what that line now says. You must have an existing real estate related business with a proven concept where someone is already paying you for your product or service. This one line is what's clearing up everything, right? Because I've had so many people apply. I've had so many people not apply and tell me why they didn't apply. And I'm just like, what are y'all talking about? You can apply. You are a perfect fit for the mastermind. And then I go to the site and I go to some of my previous podcast episodes and some of my previous emails and things like that. And I'm just like, oh, and I didn't realize any of this until I was in my mastermind group explaining two of my products. So, I mean, it's crazy that I'm explaining a mastermind in my mastermind and I discover that I'm actually not marketing my mastermind the correct way. The power of a mastermind. You can't even fathom the amount of value that simple conversation could possibly have on my business, right? Just one simple, small conversation about the inner workings of your business, conversation that you possibly may never have with anybody as a business owner. So if you are an existing business owner, if you are a real estate broker, if you are a property manager, if you are a contractor, if you have an ancillary service. I know one of my clients has a trash removal service from apartments. So they get their contracts with these apartment complexes. If you are a culture consultant in the real estate arena, this mastermind could possibly be for you. I'm targeting all business owners who have a real estate related business. And if you still have your, your full-time job, even better. But it must be a goal that you're looking to transition out of that job and become 100% full-time self-employed. I want to take you through that journey using your business that you've started, that you've already proven has a right system. You just need a few tweaks. You just need to implement another strategy. You just need some accountability. And I love a weekly mastermind. I mean, there's a ton of different mastermind concepts out there. And we're going to talk about a few on the show, me and Josh. We're going to talk about a few on the show, how you can go to, I mean, some masterminds are once a year. 
and they're powerful, right? You go to one location and it's like a two or three day mastermind, even though, I mean, sometimes it's a one day mastermind. But what I love about weekly masterminds is the benefit of you having to revisit your goal, your number one business goal, which is often what you're attacking in a mastermind. Like this, your number one business goal every single week, 52 times a year, 52 times you have to make sure that your number one business goal is at the top of mind and that you're taking that goal and you're breaking it down into what you have to do in the next seven days and report back to your mastermind that you've done to make sure that you're meeting your number one business goal. That is powerful. So a mastermind group helps you find focus and clarity on what you should be working on. And it keeps you accountable to actually work on that because you know that when you show up in seven days, you better have an update that coincides with what you said you were going to do. This has helped keep me accountable on so many things. And you have shared resources. We all have different backgrounds. And the people that I know, the people that I meet, and I meet a ton of people a day. Every single day, I'm meeting a ton of influential people. But they're not the same people that other mastermind members are meeting at the conferences that they're going to, the business cards they're acquiring, the dinners that they're having. So collectively, we have like a large hub of just shared resources for any and everything possible, really. Same thing with experiences. I mean, you have this shared collaboration of this like huge brain of just like a ton of different business experiences so that any question that you have in your business, you can get a whole bunch of different perspectives and a whole bunch of different solutions and possibly some new systems to implement and maybe even for free if one of the members has some type of access, right? I mean, you just think about like a cell phone tower and like its network and how far like AT&T and Verizon, like how far their networks are. When you're connected and plugged into the right mastermind group, your network is not how many people you know, how many Facebook friends you have. So if that's 2,000 or 3,000, your network is no, the 10 members or the five members in your mastermind group, it's their network and their network's network. So it goes from like two, 3,000 to like 2.5 million. I mean, guys, these th- th- this thing is going to force you to think bigger. And we talk about this so much on this on, on today's show because Josh's story, and Josh is only 25. The person I have on today's show, he's 25 years old. He's, he's ha- He has his hands in different businesses, a media business. I mean, but he specializes in masterminding. And you're going to hear some of the benefits that Josh has been able to garner because he's been in the right place at the right time. He's, he Because he's garnered and purposely built relationships. So we're going to take that cliche definition of your network is your net worth, and we're going to break that down on this episode and tell you why that's so. Now, I just want to say one thing, because my messaging hasn't been clear and I've gotten members of my mastermind to help me clear that up, I want to extend my founder's discount of $500 per month for life for as long as you're in the mastermind. I want to extend that discount for the rest of February. If you're, if you're tuning into this episode and you're like, man, like I'm one episode too late or man, Dere, you're just now telling me that I'm the, I'm a perfect fit and I've been, and I've been wanting to do this and it's already too late to get that discount. It is not. I understand that my messaging hasn't been clear. And now that I'm making an effort to make sure that I'm as clear as possible, I'm going to give you guys an extension on the time that you guys have to apply for the mastermind. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash mastermind and apply today. And guys, I actually have, I guess you wouldn't call them one-liners or taglines, but I guess that second headline for each of my products. So my workshop is to help you create and grow your real estate portfolio, aka giving you that real estate system and getting you into your first investment property. While my mastermind is to expand your real estate related business and life. So for this product, of course, we're more so talking about business systems and maybe even some life systems and hacks rather than real estate systems. 
So if you're a first-time investor looking to get a jump start on your real estate investing journey, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash workshop. And if you are an online or real estate related business owner looking to grow that business, then head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash mastermind and apply today while you can still get half off of your monthly fee. Now let's head on over to the tip of the week. DeRay's tip of the week. Today's tip of the week is uh, short and sweet. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, so I often, often like to talk about and show my lifestyle, right? So if you are not connected with me on social media, then you're totally missing out on one half of the equation, not just the audio podcast, but you want the visuals, you want the videos, right? I want to connect with you at a deeper level. I want to be more present on social media. So again, guys, if you want to look at some of the deals that we're closing on this month, you're going to get some behind the scenes footage on Instagram. You want to hear some exclusive tips and tricks that I talk about with different various guests on the show, head over to Instagram and follow me now. You want to see about some of my travels, some of these international places I go to and some of the awesome food that I eat, head over to Instagram now. My Instagram handle is my first and last name, Lally at D-A-R-A-Y-O-L-A-L-E-Y-E. Hey, but look, if it makes it that much more easier for you, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash Instagram. Hey, and look, as soon as you follow me, just be like, hey, DeRay, just reaching out, wanted to connect really quick and wanted to let you know that I heard about you through the Before the Millions podcast. And I'm so definitely going to eat that up and probably ask you a million different questions. So just prepare for that. But no, definitely reach out to me. Now, before we head into the feature presentation with Mr. Josh Cutler, I want you guys to know that, hey, the first five or so minutes of the interview, I don't know what happened, but the sound kind of went like blah. So we have to cut out a whole lot of that. So you're going to just kind of get placed midpoint into Josh talking about his lifestyle when he was a full-time employee, when he worked at a warehouse and he he's in the middle of the story where we're going to jump in. He's in the middle of the story to where he wants to take off and he never takes off, but he wants to take off and he wants to take off for something far in the future. We're going to just kind of set that stage and just kind of jump in right there. Now, there's going to be one other time about two minutes down the line to where you're not going to hear the end of a particular story. I'll jump in again and I'll tell you guys, hey, there's a cutoff right here and then we'll kind of continue the story from there. But those are the only hiccups in the show. Apart from that, enjoy the feature presentation and let's hear about how Josh went from his warehouse job to his very first real estate endeavor. And now your feature presentation. Still living with my parents. And so he said no. And I was like, you know, in me, in the back of my mind, I've been working there for over a year and I had never asked off, not once, not missed one day, never late for anything. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, why would he say no to that? It's just a simple, he's not even going to be paying me and whatnot. And so I thought about it, left the office for, you know, obviously I was a little upset about it. And so I remember back to a guy that I played basketball with in high school. Uh, his name is Nathan Cavender. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? His dad owns a lot of rentals. He owns a, a real a wholesaling business in the region. So they call it the region Northwest Indiana. And so I gave him a call and I was like, hey, is your dad hiring for anything? And Nathan was working with him doing acquisitions and cold calling. And I, I think he was doing the sales part of the wholesaling as well. But his dad also has 500 doors in Northwest Indiana. So it's, uh, he's, he's got a pretty ramped up business. And so we talked about this and he's like, yeah, let, you know, just let me know what you could do. <laughs> so basically, I walked back into my boss's office, told him I'm quitting 
And I said, as you know, next week is when I'm leaving for Colorado, I'm quitting and I'm going to go to Colorado. When I come back, I'm going to be working with, with this, uh, you know, wholesale company. And so that's kind of where the journey started. That's what kind of tipped the domino. I'm a, I'm a believer in God. You know, I'm very strong in my faith and I believe that that was a divine thing like that that there's no mathematical equation for me to be where I am today. I struggled in school, got D's and F's all the way through, you know, the whole Gary Vaynerchuk like scene, like I was that person. And so that put me on the path, right? So I just made the jump. I got over my fear of like, okay, I've got somewhere where I can go now. And so, so I learned everything. So I'm extremely thankful for that. Hey guys, we lost the audio here, but Josh is simply just explaining the transition from working with this first set of maybe an ethical wholesalers to finding a reputable wholesaler who could actually be his mentor. And so I gave him a call. I'm like, hey, do you, are you looking for anybody to hire? I mean, these are all the things that I have learned over the past six months in real estate. Do you need anybody to do any of this? He said, yeah, absolutely. Come on board. And so at that point, they were not just wholesaling in Northwest Indiana, but five different states in the Midwest. And one of those was Michigan. And I kind of want to break it down a little bit because I think there are certain moments, there's, there are certain key moments. And you pointed out one, the very first one was when you, you made this transition from the warehouse job to now focusing on real estate. That was, that was the first key transition. The second key transition was when you realized that the people that you were working with were, and again, I'm just making a guess or an assumption, but maybe they were unethical. There were things that, that, that weren't going well. And six months into that, you were like, okay, I have a good strategy. I have a good premise. I kind of know, I'm starting to understand this whole real estate thing, whatever it is, right? I'm starting to paint a good picture on it, but I don't have the right guidance. Right. Absolutely. I'm not in the right position. Let me find where, where I fit in this whole thing. And you went to go work with uh, this guy named Barry, uh, Gary. Yeah. And tell me about some of the things that you were doing. Tell me about some of the thoughts and ideas that you started having at this time as it pertains to real estate and what you could actually envision for your future. Because I know that your vision for your future at the age of 18, with the background that you have and with the upbringing that you had, yeah. but at the age of 20 and, you, and maybe even 21, you start working with this guy named Gary and maybe some of the possibilities that you didn't think were possible before started opening it up to you. You start, you start realizing that there's a whole world out there. Walk me through this progression for when, when Josh was like, well, man, there, there's just so much out here and, and I, I want more of it. I'm about to jump out of my seat because there is so much that we can talk about. <laughs> I guess number one would just be the, the fact that it's just being, a, like I, I, I open it up with this, like the people that you're around in the real estate industry, they're just another breed, right? And entrepreneur, non-entrepreneur, I don't care what you call these people, like there's just a different breed of people. And they, and they, are very like community oriented, right? So there's, and there's been a couple platforms like Bigger Pockets, Think Realty, like these platforms that have brought real estate investors together to kind of form this alliance with each other. And in that alliance, you get to meet people. And I have found that with being in this industry, there are, okay, let me just take, for instance, the Northwest Indiana region, right? So right now, this region is a very hot, hot, hot market for turnkeys, right? So it's very hot for turnkeys. There's a lot of competition here. We go to a meetup event called Invest NWI. That's one of the biggest, I think it's the biggest meetup event in, for real estate investors in this region. And there are so many people that do the exact same things, but the thing is, because we have relationships with each other, it's more of an abundance mindset as opposed to a scarcity mindset. And that is huge. Like you're feeding each other's businesses, not worrying about what the other person is doing, not trying to trample their comp, you know, your competition and looking at it that way. That doesn't happen in this industry. And that, that's one of the first things I realized. And then just that exactly is the, the relationships that you can build in this industry is absolutely incredible. And 
one one phrase I've been taught very much, and I've heard it thousands of times over the past five years, is that your network is your net worth. And I strongly believe that. It's the, pe- the people that you meet are ultimately going to, it's not just like providing opportunities for you. And I've even, you know, in the past, I've called it networking. And it, 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 I guess in technicality, it is networking. But I like to look at it now as relationship building. Because those people are the ones that you form the biggest loyalties with. And there's even people that in our industry that I form like almost best friend relationships with that I've never given them a, a penny for business. And, but they still help. Like it, they're just willing to have an abundance mindset. And that's absolutely incredible. I think that another thing that I learned, obviously coming out of a warehouse job, I kind of like did not have any of this mindset. Like this was not taught to me in school. And it, even in my book, I say that, you know, in the last five years, I have learned far, far 10x what I learned in, in any classroom in all of high school, right? In all of school that I was in. And it's not, I'm, I'm not going to start this war on schools and whatnot, but that, that's just the reality of it. And it's all because of the people that I have been around. And that paired with being willing to listen, being willing to be open to learning new things, because I've, I, had, I literally had to wipe the clean slate of everything that I've learned, the mindset that I've been taught growing up. And it's not, it's nothing to do with my parents. Like my parents are class A people, just like hard workers. And they're the most down to earth people you'll ever meet, but it's also the way they were brought up. Right. And so I think that one thing I have learned the biggest in rounding this up, one of the biggest things that I've learned is betting on myself, like just going to do what makes, and and I, I'll actually bring it up in our podcast, but you, on your website, you actually use the word joy. And I love that word because with this, you can create the kind of freedom that brings you joy. Literally, I could pick up my laptop, go somewhere across the world that has internet connection and work like, and just make sales calls or, you know, you know, produce a podcast or whatever it is I need to do. And that this industry creates that opportunity. And there's, you know, a whole slew of other things that when you get into this a little bit deeper and realize the type of people you're around, you learn other things like gratitude, the importance of gratitude, the importance of investing and, and, you know, maybe not just in real estate, but learning about turnkeys and rentals and whatever it is. Like there's just so much to learn. So much. I think about some of the words and the phrases that you're using and as you're talking, I don't know if you're noticing them, but you know, you're talking about the people that you're around. You're talking about alliances. You're talking about relationship building. You're talking about networking. And if you want to go fast, then you do it by yourself. Yeah. If you want to go far, then you do it with others. I've you got know? that written down here. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I think about the power of networking and relationships and building these, you know, lifelong relationships. When were you first introduced to this concept? So interesting enough, when I was the very first book that I read, so growing up in school, obviously, like I said, I was not a, like, I was not a good student, period. Like I just was not. And the only way I was able to pass classes was by working hard on my homework and studying for tests and memorizing what I need, whatever it was I needed to memorize. Right. And so getting, having said that, like I was not a reader, period, like not at all, <laughs> um, not even comic books or anything. And so when I started hanging around these people, realizing that all they do is read books sometimes, <laughs> I was like, well, I got to read a book. So the first book I picked up happened to be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And this is obviously one of the the first times that this concept of a mastermind was brought up is Think Grow Rich talks about the mastermind, the power of being around people that are like-minded. And it's a whole, you know, Jim Rohn idea of you are the five, you are the average of the five people you associate with the most. 
but this kind of goes a little bit more in depth because it just talks about just, you know, centering yourself with those people that you're, you're hanging out with and even going further than the five people that you're, you're in with. So that's the first time I heard it. Now I would say it was about three years ago, I went to my first mastermind. So the owner of the previous company we were with and, and uh, um, Tom was partners with him and Tom, Tom's the owner of our company, Good Success. And uh, they had me tag along with them to go to a mastermind down in Tampa, a real estate mastermind down in Tampa. It's one of the biggest real estate masterminds that's out there. And so I got to tag along with that. And that opened my eyes to this whole thing. Like, I'm like, holy crap, these guys are getting in front of the room, talking about their problems and issues and all that. And there's competitors in the room. They're giving secret sauces and into their business and all that. And everybody else is a board of advisors for them and willing to jump in and help out and just like, just kind of help say, I, you know, you had that issue. I've had that issue before. And here's what I did to solve that. And that is powerful. It's extremely powerful. And then outside of that, that's kind of the first time I got exposed to the whole networking scenario because they would have networking sessions. And, you know, I'm like, naturally I'm an introvert, but I love being an extrovert. And I think that's now developed kind of into that. Right. So before that, and so uh, we're at this mastermind doing networking sessions and I'm just like sitting in my little corner, you know, 22 year old young guy and all these other like, you know, multi-million dollar business owners. <laughs> and so I'm like, what do I have to say to these people? And um, a couple of them actually approached me and they're like, why aren't you talking? And I'm like, I'm just an employee for Tom and Wayne over here. And uh, you know, I, I don't have anything to share. And they're like, yeah, you do come on over. And so they were, and having that like three or four people that did that to me was just revolutionary. Like that's the type of people, again, that you're going to meet in this industry. And so um, coming out of that, we started Good Success about two years ago. And I know Tom and uh, the partner had been in other masterminds, several other masterminds. They all have their own format, right? So there's masterminds for dentists and, you know, where to park their money. And, and then they have turnkey providers in that mastermind and whatnot. There's masterminds for just general business and, and that kind of thing. And so they all have their own format. For us, we started it because we wanted to create our own culture. So good success naturally comes from the Bible. It's uh, Joshua 1.8 and it talks about the quality of the success as opposed to the quantity. And so we want to focus on growing the awareness of what are you doing with your success? And in your podcast, I've heard you mention a couple of times using real estate as a vehicle. And that's kind of what we're shooting for too, is you, you're on this vehicle, where are you going with it? Is, is success to you just the amount of zeros in your, your bank account or the cars parked in your driveway, the boats and, you know, and all that stuff? Or is it um, the, the, the missionaries that you're helping fund to, for them to reach the gospel to the world? Or is it the, you know, the, the charities that you're helping out and whatnot? And so that's really the focus of our message in good success, but the mastermind is very real estate centric. And so there's a lot of business owners, but they're all like-minded people, all people that are on the same journey, um, understanding that real estate is not just for them. It's a vehicle to impact their communities and ultimately, you know, build relationships with people and they're vulnerable in there. And so it's a great atmosphere, just absolutely, absolutely awesome atmosphere. I love that. I love that. And I want to kind of get into your story a little bit, Josh, and kind of ask you when you think about the masterminds that you've been in, what has been your, your single greatest experience or expansion that you can directly relate to the power of your mastermind or that some advice or some resource or some, some conversation you had in your mastermind that, that, that directly that you were able to implement in your business and you saw some type of change or, or return on that? Hmm. There's a lot. I would say the biggest thing, and we've done it in good success. So, so you have to understand Tom Olson is our, the, again, I keep saying this, he's the owner of our company. I'm the direct, I run the whole joint though. So he's our visionary and I'll get into that phrase in just a second, the visionary integrator phrase. But 
So we have six other companies. We have a wholesale or a buy and sell company for turnkeys, wholesaling and that kind of thing. Um, construction company, property management, acquisitions, and then a lending company. And so with all those companies, what we did was we implemented something called EOS. So entrepreneur operating system. Now I wouldn't bet all my eggs on that system. Like specifically, it's got a few holes poked in it and you would have to tweak it a little bit, but it's definitely a great start. And so what it basically is, is, is this system that you get implemented in your business and it just creates this kind of autopilot type scenario on your business so that for instance, Tom is in the Bahamas right now at another event, but the business is still running. You know, I'm still here making it happen. So in EOS, you have the visionary who is, it's Tom, you know, the, basically the person who has the vision and I'm a visionary in my own stuff too, right? I'm a visionary in my media business and the, the, the side hustles that I have as well. But then the integrator is the person that makes it happen, like runs the joint. So that's what I'm here for, for good success. But then I have, you know, my own things and whatnot. So I'm naturally like part integrator, part visionary. So I have a little bit of both in me and that's kind of rare sometimes. It's funny because uh, Gary Harper, the, the one I talked about who brought me into this industry, like got me into where I'm at now. He's an EOS implementer now. And so he did that for Osei and Canon way back in the day and did it for Fortune 500 companies. And now he's started his own business, Sharper Business Solutions, and does this all over the country for people. The guy's traveling like every single day doing this for businesses and specifically real estate investor businesses. But that's, I would say that's probably the biggest thing because it's helped put the businesses on autopilot and it's just great. Like the, the person, the main decider doesn't have to be here in order for the business to run. So that's what I would say. And it works for, it works for a one man team and it works for a hundred employees. So yeah. it's level playing field. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Josh, let's think about something that you've taken to your mastermind group and you were like, this is something I'm dealing with and I'm considering these options or I have this problem and this is what I'm going through. Do you guys have any advice and what was that piece of advice and, and what were the results that you, that you got from that advice? And it can be something in your personal life where, I mean, even working out, I mean, I'm not, some of my mastermind groups, like, I mean, we're thriving on just the fact that we're helping people be better sons, fathers, brothers, um, yeah. workout partners, accountability, just, I mean, any and everything. I just want to highlight the power of a mastermind. Yeah. And that, that too, like that is super helpful for a mastermind too, is like the personal side. So even for our mastermind, we, when I get on the phone and tell people about the mastermind, right. And I, I tell them it's real estate business centric and that's kind of the whole purpose of it. But we have right now we have a contest with guys that one of them's uh it was 375 pounds and then this other guy was about you know 308 or something like that and they're they've gone up in a competition to see who's gonna lose the most body weight and and they've they've had goals <laughs> to do this in the past like few quarters and finally this quarter they're like we're gonna do this and so they're you know you know, going against each other. And in February at our mastermind, we're going to weigh in and do that kind of thing and, and see who won. But um, so. it's personal stuff too and health. And like people don't realize that business, yes, but like everything else is included in that. Your personal life, spiritual life, physical health. Like if you are not physically healthy, you are not like period. You are not able to perform at your highest peak levels in your business. Like that's just the bottom line. There is no exception of that because if you're healthy, it's, it just makes sense, right? If you're healthy, then you're going to be able to push and perform like better, more efficient, longer and whatnot. And so I um, didn't mean to go on for a rabbit trail there, but yeah, I, like everything that you said there was perfect. So as for one specific thing I would say is creating this mastermind good success. So we were in this other mastermind that is similar. It's not the same as what we had. So we didn't want to create competition. You know, I've talked about abundance, that whole mindset, but you also don't want to blatantly go against someone and say, Hey, I'm just going to do this better what you're doing. Right. And so we 
didn't do that. So we created our own structure around it. But starting our own, there was a lot of fear behind it. Like there, there really was. And we brought it to that mastermind we were in and said, hey, we want to start this group for this specific reason. What do you guys think? And when, when we got up in front of the room, we're like very nervous. Like they're all they're going to shut everybody down. They're like, no, you can't do that because you're in this mastermind and that kind of thing. But it was the complete opposite. And we were getting support and we were getting people pushing us and saying, you need to go do that. And here's how you start it. Here's how you get people into the the mastermind and whatnot. And that's a huge testament to the power of a mastermind. And, and I think specifically being in the right kind of mastermind too, because there's, like I said, there's plenty of other masterminds out there. I can name 10 off the top of my head right now, but that doesn't mean every single one's going to be a good fit for you because me personally, you know, I, we're, we're in several masterminds for the business and that's where Tom's at right now. And me and him kind of go back and forth between him and I going to each one. So I was at one last week in Indiana, Indianapolis and, you know, specifically for these masterminds, like I said, there's plenty out there, but you want to make sure that you get into the right one. I have personally turned down a couple of masterminds because, you know, you go there and it's just not, it's just not the right feel. And, you know, it, the thing that I have about masterminds too, and what we do in ours, and this is just the power of the mastermind, right? Is that if somebody comes into the room and they don't see the value and sign up, there's no sales pitch that you're going to do. The value is the mastermind. You can't just pitch somebody and say, Hey, I can provide all this for you. And that that kind of thing. And that's why, you know, for our mastermind, the first time you come is free. And that's typically a good model because you get them in the door, they see it and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm willing to drop this amount of money on that. That it makes sense. I've got that much value. And in the marketplace, the, the level of your success in your business is the amount of value that you provide to the market. One of the first things that I heard Napoleon Hill say as it, as it pertains to a mastermind was that you can achieve more in one year with the efforts and the influence of your mastermind group. Yeah. If you're in the right group, then, right. then you would achieve uh, in a whole lifetime if right. you just depended solely on your own efforts. And, you know, at first I heard that and I was kind of like, that's not, not yeah. you can't fathom that. That's not real. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, masterminds are not that effective. And, you know, before I, I got into masterminds and I got into, I even got into, you know, self-help and coaching and all that stuff. I was against coaches. I didn't think I was like people. These people are, are crazy. I don't know why you're. Well, it's because we're it's we're so like diluted with the whole guru mentality. That's why. Yeah. I mean, people are yeah. scared of the word coach now because of the gurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I was not for it. Like, I thought it was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. And I started on my own. And I was just like putting things together as I went along. And I had so many failures through that process. And it wasn't until I started surrounding myself with the right people, having coaches yeah. and joining masterminds that things really took off. And I, and I realized that statement that, that Napoleon Hill, is, is he says it and it's so profound. And you, you think about statements like that and you're like, well, I mean, he's just, that, that's, that's a, that's a high, uh, no, that's a hyperbole. Like he doesn't really mean that. But yeah, no, no, it's true. <laughs> it's it true. And in, in like the third, the third paragraph, I believe of that chapter, it, it doesn't say it bluntly, like you said, but basically he says, you cannot get to where you want to go if you are not in a mastermind or you have a mastermind. And it doesn't matter if it's like you're in a room meeting quarterly or you just call somebody on the phone, and it's virtual or whatever. Like you need to be in a mastermind if you want to get to where you want to go. Why, why, why do you think it's so powerful? What are your opinions as to like, why is one plus one ten? Like, why does that work? Why does that work out? To, to be like that. It's the whole concept. It's exactly what you said um, a little while ago is that if you take the journey by yourself, you can, you could still get there, but it might take you t- like 10 times as long to get there as opposed to, you know, having somebody help carry you. So I picture, you know, a football team, like they're huddled with each other and they're walking in one direction, walking to the, to the coin flip, right? They're walking with each other. And, you know, that's the power of it because if one person falls, they're going to keep them up, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, 
that's really the thought is that that's why it's so powerful is because you can get so much faster, so much faster to where you want to go. And the reason why that's true is because there are other people in the room that may have already been and had the pain points that you already have. And they can tell you, hey, Josh, hey, DeRay, here's what I did to solve that pain point. You could do it too. And I can show you exactly how to do it. That's why it's so powerful. If you have a problem with, so right now there's, there's a huge, it's, and I believe that real estate markets are kind of localized now. It's not really a nation market anymore, right? And so like, for instance, in our market, acquisitions, because of the amount of wholesalers are here, acquisitions is very hard. Like it's, it's hard to come by to acquire a house. And so if somebody has that problem, the natural like thing in a mastermind is that if there's another person in the room that doesn't have that problem and they know how to solve that, then they can tell the person that has a problem, hey, I have, that, I, I have had that problem, but I solved it. And here's how I did that. And that's the environment that a mastermind creates. And that alone is worth the money because that could save you. And let's be clear, time is by far your most valuable currency. And that, that whole concept of taking the journey by yourself or with others can save you a lot, a lot of time, heartache, pain, whatever you want to call it. That... <laughs> don't care what you call it. It could save you a lot of that if you just get in a mastermind with people. And again, the right mastermind with people that are going to help you along that journey. And that's mic drop. Like I'm done. That, that's, that should be the selling point for a mastermind oh, right there. Boom. There you, there you have it. And that's beautifully said. And I align with everything that, that you've kind of spoken on the, on that mic. So I definitely appreciate that. Now, Josh, kind of rounding out, rounding out this segment. I mean, walk us to present day. Tell us what your lifestyle is like today. I mean, we've talked, we've talked about 19 year old Josh and you working out the warehouse and you kind of, you know, working your way through this journey, like starting in real estate and then, and then finding out what masterminds are and joining these groups and, and building up your brand. What does your day look like today? And what's kind of the goal going forward? So I have a lot of goals going forward. If you follow me on any of my social profiles, you'll see. So I actually post my goals every single year. Now I'm not a new year's resolutioner by any means. I don't believe in that, but I still want to make sure that my goals are set for the year and that I make those public. Right. So I have to sum it up Duray, I have a lot of goals, right. But Josh currently, so um, obviously I'm running the math, running the, not just the mastermind, but good success altogether. So we've been able to grow the podcast in the last year and a half that we've had it running. It's finally monetized. So finally making money. So that's awesome. And you know how it is at first you start and you don't, you're not making any money. It's just kind of like your voice is out there and whoever's listening, <laughs> you know, you do whatever marketing you can. And so, um, I've been able to grow that pretty uh, significantly and that's been incredible along with the, the rest of my team as well. So that's one thing is just growing this business and it is a startup, right? So our, our good success brand is a startup. So I want to establish that first, but it's, it's been, well, it's treating me exactly what I'd hoped for and better. So then my media business as well, I'm wanting to, that's kind of like my side hustle. So I don't like, Duray, I'm sure you feel this as well. I don't like going home and picking up a controller and playing video games all night. So I, I normally leave the office working for good success. Normally I call it my nine to five, but I'm working weekends and all that kind of stuff too. And later into evening, whenever I get my work done, right? So this is my nine to five. And then when I go home, I want to do something productive too. So at that point I'm working on my personal brand. So that's either writing a book, getting ready for my mastermind. So this year I'm wanting to have two of my masterminds um, for the young kids. And that was a, that was a great success last year that we had that. And that was awesome. So I want to do it twice this year because I only did it once last year. And then working on my media business, like doing branding for companies. I've got plenty of connections to make that happen, doing photography, videography. And then on top of all that is one of my goals for this year is to learn money better. And I'm not talking about, it could be making it better, but it's really understanding it more. 
So I maxed out my IR, my Roth IRA for last year. I want to do that again this year. And I've been investing with that and whatnot, but really just understanding the concept of money, how it even developed and what it can do, the possibilities like that kind of thing. Cause I feel like a lot of people just don't talk about money cause it's uncomfortable to talk about. And it really is. But as long as you're willing to have the conversation, and so I have plenty of other mentors that I talk to, Tom being one of them. And he was financially free at 40. And financially, I'm stable, but that's not, that's not where I want to be, right? I want to be comfortable, like freedom, right? That's the word that we use a lot. It's freedom. Being able to do what you want, when you want, who, with whom you want. So all that. Better, better understanding money is my goal for 2019 and, and um, getting ahead of that game. But then traveling a lot. I, I know I've checked out your Instagram, you know, you travel. So you, you get it. Like I love traveling. And with my work, my line of work, I get to do my line of work wherever I am at in the world, as long as I have my computer and have an internet connection. And so- That's it. I've got traveling a lot is, you know, with my wife and we went to Iceland, we got married in October of this past year. We went to Iceland for the honeymoon and I was like, man, I'm hooked. And you know, I was sending emails and she's, she was cool with it. Like, it's, you know, we're on the honeymoon and I'm sending emails from Iceland and it, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a good awesome. life. And I've, I've been awesome. extremely, I've been extremely blessed and, um, you know, credit to God and everything. I believe as long as you do what you're supposed to do and trust God, then everything's going to work out. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, man. That was a good wrap up for that segment, Josh. And I, I'm so happy that you're enamored by, by traveling because I think it's one of the, the, the best things that we can do just to expand yeah. our horizon. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite before the millions book? So I've got two books. I can't do one. <laughs> Number one is it's not the richest man in Babylon, which that's a great book. The richest man who ever lived. So this is a book that is not very well known, but it, it, there's very few books that are out there. Like I read books, I read 30 books last year and a lot of them are great educational. You learn a lot from them, but there's only been a handful that are life-changing. That is one of them. Life, like top of my list. Then it's by Stephen Scott. And if you're a believer you, in God, then it, it's even better because this, this is basically Think and Grow Rich from a biblical perspective. Um, so it talks about Solomon, the richest man who ever lived. And, and, and back in those times, if his money was compared to today, it would be in the trillions, like his worth. And so it talks about the principles in the book of Proverbs and whatnot. So it's absolutely an incredible book, just so well-written, a lot of wisdom in there. Um, and then The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, like hands down, like those two books, you read those two books, your life's changed. <laughs> I promise you. Compound Effect is such, it's, it's good for finances, but it's good for life in general. So pick up those two books. Easy read. I love it. I'm definitely adding the richest man who ever lived to my book list. I don't I don't often add books to my book list because it's it's so long and I read yeah, about a book. <laughs> yeah. I read about a book a week and I'm just like like I can't like like I've got like 40 to, books on my shelf that haven't even been touched cuz I yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when I add a book to my book list it's because it's really intrigued me and I think that even just that that 15 seconds for you you guys I want to read it. So, that's on my book list for sure. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Man, that's a good question. Let me pull this up real quick because that's a really good question. I have an entire folder on my phone that I have and I call it, my whole mantra is spirit, mind, body. So I believe spirit in, in those orders and a lot of people say body, mind, spirit or whatever it is. But I believe your spirit is first, mind is second and then body is third, but it all have a high importance. Um, so I have this long story short, I have this folder with all that in, in there. I would say, man, that's a hard question to Ray. So yeah. definitely I think I believe in goal setting. I think that's extremely important. So I have this app called Loop Habit Tracker. And basically, so I, I don't know if your your listeners won't be able to see this, but um, download it because what it basically does is you can check mark your 
daily habits. So I have a list of 20 habits I want to do on a day-to-day basis. So one of them is exercise. So I literally exercise every single day. Like I don't take a break and I do that for 30 minutes. doesn't matter what it is, exercising, read a chapter of the Bible, meditate, let one person know I appreciate them. Japanese lessons. So I'm trying to learn Japanese fluently. Um, so I've been doing that for two years. Complete my to-do list. That's a basic one, right? <laughs> so that that habit tracker, you check that. And at the end of the year, then you go back and take a look at what you know you accomplished and how that basically that's like my daily successes. If I can check mark every single one of those, which it, it happens where I don't get to that point, but that's awesome to see. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm definitely going to check that one out. I've been looking for for a habit tracker type app. So I'll check that one it's out. It's perfect. It's easy to use. And it's just it's straightforward. It's it does what you need it to do. Awesome. Awesome. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? We talked about it. The fact that I'm able to travel. I love traveling. Like I'm obsessed with traveling. It's on my mind all the time. I'm always looking for the next, you know, getaway. It doesn't matter if it's next door or if it's across the world, you know, that kind of thing. So traveling is definitely the number one thing I strive to be able to do. I just love being on the move. I didn't, I grew up where we traveled a lot down to my family. They live like Nashville and Florida and that kind of thing. So that was kind of the only places we went, but I loved it every single time. And so with this line of work, because it's like most of it's internet or phone based, I'm able to take my work on the go with me wherever I go. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I love about this lifestyle. So what were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? Uh, number one is the mindset. That's like the nutshell. And there's like millions of other nutshells inside of that nutshell. So I think the number one thing and being young, I mean, if, if you're listening now and you're young, you're under the age of 30, I would say you probably get where I'm coming from with this. The mindset was a big culture shock to me. And, you know, and one thing that I heard, actually, I think it was on uh, Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone is when people start to say that, hey, we don't see you anymore. Why aren't you ever at the bars or why aren't you ever at the parties or anything and that kind of thing? Then he says, you know, you're going in the right direction, right? So (laughs) I think that it was, it was challenging at first because there were times where I knew I had to get a project done or I knew that I needed to make a sales call or I needed to close a deal or whatever it was. I just needed to do something with higher importance. And sometimes I'm like, well, do I want to go to this party or do I want to go to this concert with my friends or go out and hang out with them or whatever? And, you know, my wife, her family's huge and they get they get together all the time. Um, they're Mexican, so they love they, they love the party, man. They find any reason to party. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I but I try to make it out there as much as possible. But they know they understand that the fact that, you know, I have high priorities on other things that I need to get done. And to me, that was, to me, that's a sacrifice. And it's, I don't think that sacrifices are always like bad things, things that are bad things that happen to you. Obviously at first, like I said, it was challenging, but once I got past that first, I would say year of literally saying no to a lot of things that maybe weren't worth my time, or I knew I was going to have fun at, like it was still those things like music festivals and whatnot, but I had to say no, because I needed to get other, these other things done in order to launch the business and whatnot. So that was a sacrifice, I think. And that was one of the toughest things as a, as a younger person. And now I'm not to say like, I'm going to preface this Duray, with this is that like I'm talking about travel, right? I'm not against having fun. That's not at all what this is about. Like I'm not against not going to, you know, music festivals or whatnot. I was just texting uh, Gabby, my wife and say, there was a new music festival that came out. It's going to be in Wisconsin of all places. And I'm like, man, I want to go to this. And so we're planning on going to that. Right. But I, what I got to make sure is, is that I get all of my work done before I do that. So I'm not like checking emails at the music festival, that kind of thing. So I'm not against fun, but 
there's a there's a line and you got to be willing to sacrifice some things and draw that line in order to be able to get to where you're at. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time. And I know I've referenced him a couple of times is that you have to be willing to work your butt off in order to get where you want and be willing to say no to these other things and going all, all, all the time going, you know, I know friends that every single Thursday through Sunday night, they're at the bar and I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> that's not what I do anymore. Yeah. Right. And so that was yeah. a big sacrifice. And I think that was that's the number awesome. one thing. That is awesome. And I, I've definitely been on that side of the coin. And it's funny because now, like the new me and the new me happened, like I evolved like three years ago, I would say, but the new me is like more so on the side of the coin to where it's just like, I am 100% dedicated to my business and my craft that I don't know you how don't to. don't desire it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't I, desire that other side anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, but what's funny is, and I, I used to think like, no, like I, I've studied all the, the these entrepreneurs and I know exactly what it takes to be successful. And I, you know, just like I have to have to sacrifice this, I have to do this. Like I have to I have to miss all these events and all the stuff that I was kind of looking to start doing once I became an entrepreneur because I was I was missing those events as an employee. Right. I realized that, well, I had to sacrifice that some more because I needed to operate with the mindset of delayed gratification. Yeah. Through that process, I was just like, well, I've missed so much again through my loved ones and their birthdays and weddings and anniversaries. And I'm just like, there has to be a solution because like I'm all in in what I'm doing and I understand like I'm passionate, but I understand that everything is a relationship. Everything Absolutely. is is bettering the people around you. And if I'm not present now, I mean, somebody can be gone or something can happen tomorrow. So what I've started doing this year actually, and I'm literally just, I'm on the cusp of this this month, but you know, I have dialed in my lead, uh, my lead indicators when it comes to my business and what I need to be focused on and what's actually gonna push my business forward. I have dialed into that so much now where I'm working on dialing into that so much to where I don't go to sleep at night with the angst of, well, why am I going to sleep? I got so much more to do or there's so much, there, there's this task that I, I mean, there, there, there's this to-do list. And now it's like, no, like I took care of the single most important thing in my business today. Yeah. I can sleep peacefully. I can go out. I can, I can spend time with my little sister. I can, I can spend exactly. time with my mom. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like exactly. the, the, this entrepreneurial progress to where I was on this side and I was just like, man, like how am I going to get away from all, all, the, all the parties and all my friends? And now I'm like on these completely other side and it's just, we're, co we're constantly going back and forth with, it, with this conundrum. But again, I bring all that up to say that what I found is that when you actually are clear on what's important to you, so whether that's yeah. whether that's you know uh, you know for my business it's impact it's uh, lifestyle and it, it's really just growth. When I'm clear on what's important to me and I know the lead indicators to get me there, and I'm clear that relationships are important to me, and I'm clear that my health is important to me and, and spirituality is important to me, then I'm going to make time and I'm going to block it off for each thing. And that's Absolutely, discovered through this process. I didn't mean to take your spotlight really quick, but I wanted no, to stay. That great. I love every <laughs> single part of that. And and like I said, I mean, there's there's things that you don't want to miss. And but the 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 thing is like what import what level of importance are you putting on it? And that and I am a little bit against the whole like working 15, 16, 17, 18 hours a day on your business. Like I understand that, but do you want to do that for the rest of your life? Like that that's not what I want to do. <laughs> I would rather work like 20 hours a week in the business and go do other like get on stages and speak and impact other people. But 
you know, you got to do that at the start and you have to be willing to say no to specific things. But that doesn't mean that you have the excuse to miss like important birthdays or, you know, if, if your if your child is at a sporting event or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. Nobody told me that part. Exactly. They were telling me that part. I was like, I don't believe you guys. You guys, you guys don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, I think but, if anything, like entrepreneurial, I, I, from the entrepreneurial side, I think that if anything, it creates more freedom because if you are like all bets on you, you get to decide when you take off. If you're working a nine to five job, you have to ask off and hope, cross your fingers and hope that your boss is going to give that off to you. So yes, it's re- it requires a lot more responsibility, but it also creates a lot more freedom, I think. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And I'm going to I'm gonna drive a whole bunch of people, hopefully, uh, through uh, this podcast to your, your podcast really quick, because there's so much more to cover. There's so much more I want to say, and I want to respond. And there's so much more it sounds like you want to yeah. say that, um, guys, we're just going <laughs> to, guys, just hop over we now. We just need a series. <laughs> yeah, hop, hop over now to the Good Success Podcast and uh, hear, hear uh, my interview on Josh's podcast. And um, we're going to continue this. I mean, I don't know where Josh is going to go with it, but we're going to hopefully maybe continue uh, some of this. And you guys can check that out as well. Now, next question and kind of wrap it into our, our mastermind theme for this episode um, instead of the general who was essential to your growth but you know when it comes to masterminding and what you you've seen as far as the power of being around like-minded people you know what was essential or who was essential to your growth before the millions and why man there's a lot of people i could say i think that so i have my i have my starting five mastermind right like i i have five people and i even write about it in the book is you come up with five people that if you have a big decision for instance if you're closing on your first home or you're wanting to buy a car or whatever it is like i have to get the approval from all five of those people like that's that's the bottom line if one of them says no then i don't do it and i did the same thing when i was wanting to propose to my to my wife now um, I proposed to her in November of 2017 and I got the approval of all five of them. Thank God. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but I went to them and that's, that's the concept, but I think, so there's, there's five people that had the biggest impact on me, but I really think that my dad, like by far. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, he, growing up, he didn't teach me all the stuff that we're talking about. Like he did, but it's because he didn't know. But the important thing is that, and we, and we just talked about it, right? The hard work and working, you know, 18 hours a day or whatever. Now he didn't do that. But the important thing is he taught me hard work. He taught, he taught me the importance of working hard and whether that was me playing sports or mowing the lawn. It didn't matter. You work hard. You give a hundred percent. You don't leave anything out and you work proficiently. And like, he was that person. He grew up in the mountains of North Carolina and they, they had to like, they were country boys, right? Like my dad and his sisters and growing up, like they, they were that side of the coin. Right. And so, um, they were all hard workers. Like he grew up on a farm and everything. And so for me, that's what he taught me. And I, I think that hard work is the foundation of anything that you're doing. If you're not willing to work hard, whether it's spiritual life, your business, health, doesn't matter what it is. If you're not willing to work hard on it, then you're not going to get anywhere in those categories. And so I would say that that's the reason why is because he he's the most influential on me because he instilled that foundation on me and everybody else obviously has had big impacts on me, but they're from a different perspective. So that's what I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Man. You get great answers, my man. So I love it. All right. So last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? So I, I like to say, you know, and I've heard this several times that a dream without a, a plan is just a wish. And most of th- what you just said there, most of that is a dream, right? So most people dream of getting out of their nine to five and getting into whether it's real estate investing or starting your own fa- financial firm or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're from the entrepreneurial side, that is the first thing is like, you have to get past that fear. 
the fear, fear is huge. And I even had a conversation with somebody today where I don't really struggle with fear. I think me, I'm just naturally a risk taker for some reason. And I have failed at far more things that I've accomplished. Right. And I know several people that have the exact same story. And luckily my failures weren't huge failures. Yeah, exactly. And luckily my failures weren't massive failures, but that that's a big thing because it's the fear of the unknown. It's like, okay, when I take this jump, what's going to happen? But I think that's the most powerful thing because your back's against the wall and that's when we fight the hardest. Absolutely fight the hardest is when our backs are against the wall and you just make that decision. And I had a, actually I've been involved with the mastermind and uh, Tom, our, our owner as well. And we had this guy on our podcast interview, his name's Rock Thomas and he's he, he travels on the Tony Robbins tours and he's one of his directors on them. But he he has the, the mastermind, the GoBundance mastermind and it's top notch mastermind. And he always says, say yes and figure it out later, which, you know, I agree with that like 90% because I'm a little on the analytical side. So I want to make sure that, you know, it, if I'm taking a risk, I do decide like, okay, I'm going to do this. I've committed, but how am I going to get there now? And so that's when I figure it out. And before I commit to it, I want to make sure that like fully, fully 100% commit to it. I want to make sure I have the steps to that because I think that there is a, a, you know, an essence of like just doing things and being an idiot about it, right? You don't want to, you know, do that. But I think that saying yes to a lot more things that don't feel comfortable at the moment, because comfort is the, the enemy of progress, right? The PT Barnum quote. And fear is just one of those, those obstacles that people struggle with a lot. And pride is another one. Pride, pride is huge too, because maybe they're prideful and, and where they're at currently and they're, they're comfortable there. And again, comfort is the enemy of progress. So if you want to get anywhere in life, if you want to do what you want to do, you have to be willing to conquer that fear and just take the leap of faith. And like I said earlier in the segment is that as long as you do what you're supposed to do and trust God, then, you know, things, things seem to, to work out on their own. You know, I, I strongly believe that, but you know, obviously God doesn't bless laziness. So you have to do your upfront work and make sure that you just go all in. And, uh, I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why is this, they're scared and naturally fear is ultimately like a lack of knowledge. So I would say, educate yourself on what you're getting yourself into first. And it's the same thing with investing, whether you're investing in stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter what in, in real estate, you need to know what you're investing in. It's the same thing with any risks that you take. You need to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. And then I would say, say yes. So Man, that's what I would say. I kind of want to put a bow on it there, but I mean, you touched on something that's, that's so that's pivotal because fear when it comes to investing, when it comes to real estate, when it comes to stock bonds, mutual funds, I mean, it's really just a knowledge gap. Yeah. And people don't realize that. It's like, well, I'm not doing this. This is too risky. Is it really too risky? Or what's too risky is the fact that you don't have the education to really yes. know how to make this less risky. Yep. So I love that you touched on that. I mean, we could talk about, about this for days. This is awesome. If the listeners want to learn a little bit more about you, Josh, where do they find some of your information? Yeah. So you could go to my website or email me. So my, my personal brand website has all everything that I do. So it's got good success on there, color media and all that. So it's just Josh Color, color spelled C-U-L-L-E-R. So joshcolor.com. And then um, you could email me, josh at joshcolor.com. But I'm on all social platforms. So just search Josh Color and more than likely I'll come up because there's not very many people that have my name. So nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. But all that loops, I talk about good success on my platforms and whatnot. So it's it's all good. It all circles back around. 
I love it. I love it. Well, Josh, this has been an amazing interview and we've, I've gotten so much value out of this, this, this podcast episode. And I, know, I know the listeners have as well. It's one of those things to where I love bringing on entrepreneurs and especially young entrepreneurs. I mean, you're 25. That is crazy. But I love bringing on entrepreneurs who have this sense of give back, who have this sense of let me, let me reach out to others who, who are not yet on the journey, who are just now starting the journey and try to help them. You're doing that. So I thank you for that. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Dere. I appreciate it, man.